Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. We have another great episode for you this week. We're going to be discussing love, which who doesn't love love? We're going to be <laughs> discussing Disney weddings. But before we get into our, our main topic, discuss some Disney news, which I think these two pieces of Disney news may be my two favorite pieces of Disney news ever. Oh, wow. So, wow, you're coming out strong. Yes. And th- <laughs> this, is, this is just a personal preference. So many other so people this, may be let down by this. So is this like all Marvel and Star Wars related then? No, not Marvel and Star Wars related. So oh, that's it surprising. is uh, National Treasure related. <laughs> so we all know that National Treasure, the movie, is a is national, national treasure. treasure. <laughs> it's, it's in the title. And, so, and, uh, and it's, it's on Disney Plus now, so you can finally watch the first one. But uh, Jerry Bruckheimer was doing an interview and he talked about that they are still working on National Treasure 3 which I'm wow. very excited about, but that they're also working on a series for Disney+. Plus. I think that, that would translate really into a really good series. I don't know if there needs to be another movie per se, but a, a series would be excellent, I think. No, we need both. But so it sounds like... <laughs> Nicolas Cage will be up for anything because he spent all of his money. Well, I don't think Nicolas Cage will be in the okay. series. So what it sounds like is, it sounds like both are still in development. It sounds like the series, the streaming series on Disney Plus is further along. So that may come sooner um, rather than later. But that that will be more of like a prequel, kind of like a, a young, you know, Benjamin Gates type thing of how he got his start, you know, being this explorer and I think you know delving in more of that so I don't think they would have Nicolas Cage it would they would find you know a younger actor but I think it would be really interesting because I think in a in in a longer form television show you can really get into a lot of historical events so it could almost be like you know each episode or each few episodes they're investigating some other part of history which I think is what's so great about National Treasure like the first one was so great because it really delved deep into American history, into the Declaration of Independence, into you know actual places in New York, you know Trinity Church. I mean that that's a real place, and it will tie into our next piece of Disney news. We'll get to that, but you know there are these actual locations. You know th- the secret treasure that's hidden underneath there. I mean that's real. We all know that that's <laughs> documented as true. And so I think that's what's so great about it. So having a series that kind of, you know, goes into more pieces of American history, I think would be really interesting because it could be educational and fun, action-packed at the same time. Right. I I think that what National Treasure that really, really touches on that is one of my favorite things is that collaboration of real historical information with fantasy. So, you know, like that historical fiction. I loved whenever I read um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter years ago. I remember... I didn't realize he hunted vampires. (laughs) I remember getting really into it. And then I'd read a fact about just Lincoln himself and be like, that can't be true. So then I'd go on Wikipedia or Google or whatever, and I'd find out that it was true. And I think that this actually foreshadows... So he did hunt vampires. Sure, sure. This This nicely foreshadows, too, our interview that we have coming i think it's next week right with um with the frightening floyds and they do something very similar in their book where you know they talk about ghost stories in disney but also work in some facts that it makes it really interesting you know you mentioned having nicholas cage in this as i think about it i think he should just play his younger self I think we could do, you know, mocap de-aging because I was thinking you need someone as charismatic as Nicolas oh Cage gosh. to play young Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so just get him to do it. He could play his younger self. I think he can do this. So, all right. So the next piece of Disney news, I teased it a little bit with the Trinity Church connection. So this relates to Hamilton, which 
For those of you that don't know, the real Alexander Hamilton is buried at Trinity Church. You can go see his grave there if if you walk through it. Uh, We have visited it a few times. But um, a few months ago, maybe, we talked about that Disney had purchased the rights to um, Hamilton, the performance. So they filmed one of the final Broadway performances with the original cast. and It was supposed to be released theatrically in October of next year. Mm-hmm. And we joked about, is it too early to buy our tickets now? Yeah. Well, well, you know, maybe we one maybe one silver lining to a global pandemic is we will not have <laughs> to wait until next October 2021 in order to see it because Disney announced that this is going to be one of the movies that they're going to release on Disney Plus, and they're actually releasing it this July 3rd. Yeah, so a few months insane. away, right in time for Independence Day, we're all going to get to see Hamilton and I am super excited about this. Yeah, I I don't I can't really see the upside of this for Disney because they could have made so much money in a theater with this. But I I mean, I, nonetheless, I'm super stoked because it is one of the things like we've seen we've seen it twice and both times we're like, wow, this is incredible. I can't even imagine how incredible it would have been with the original cast. Although again, like the cast that we saw, particularly the Broadway cast, was phenomenal. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that th- this is just, yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah, and Disney, I think, paid 60 or $65 million to the rights to this. So they were definitely looking to have, you know, a huge theatrical release and probably, you know, trying to get $100, $150 million, you know, back from this. And to your point, it, you know, it it is kind of a, a gamble a little bit for them to, to pull it from theaters. But I think why they're doing it is... They need content right now. I mean, they need people to stay subscribed to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. They have, uh, based on the, the quarterly earnings release they had um, a few weeks ago, they have 50 million subscribers wow. on Disney+, Plus right now, which is a lot. But I mean, d- due, due to all these production shutdowns, they don't have a ton of new stuff coming in the pipeline. Like, all the Marvel shows have been delayed. We're yeah. still getting The Mandalorian Season 2. But they need something to kind of fill the schedule and keep people interested. And, you know, I think if you look at the success of Trolls, which released straight mm-hmm. to video, that allegedly has made more money in the first three weeks at at home video than the previous Trolls movie made theatrically. Yeah. So that's been an incredible... And they cut out The Middleman. So Universal, yes. I believe, is the one. Yes. We watched a whole video on this on YouTube. But yeah, Universal made a ton of money because they didn't have to give any of the proceeds to the theaters. Exactly. And so I, I think that shows that you know this model can kind of work. So you know Disney, they're not charging an additional fee for this. But they've talked about, you know, more movies may be released on Disney Plus. We're getting Artemis Fowl in June. And so, you know, this is this is another one. And so I think it's just it's a matter of you need to keep people subscribed because if you have fifty million people giving you, you know, seven dollars a month, it you know, it kind of pays for itself. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to feed that machine. And I don't necessarily think just because it's on Disney Plus this July that they couldn't do a theatrical release next year. Because yeah. why not? I mean, I would pay even if I could see it on Disney Plus, I think I would pay to go see it in a theater on a much bigger screen with a much better sound system. Yeah. You know, I, I think you could get enough people that, you know, maybe you do 20 or $30 million at the box office, which is still pretty good if you can keep people signed up on Disney Plus or get more people to sign up on Disney Plus now. So, you know, I, I think it's, it is an interesting play. I'm excited that it's coming out early. I, I think it kind of makes sense just looking at their kind of production schedule. Yeah, exactly. For a main topic this week, we're going to be discussing Disney fairy tale weddings. So there is a show on Disney Plus about 
the Disney fairy tale weddings, and we watched one of them in which a couple got married at Pixar Pier, and Jason Derulo showed up to yeah. sing. Jason Derulo sang, <laughs> "Will you marry?" I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just gonna, I was gonna let you go. Nope. And it was like the most incredible thing I've seen. And I was wondering, it got me thinking, I was like, there's no way, one, that these people paid for this. And I think from from researching about it, if you're on the show, I think you're kind of on the show and you really don't pay full price for the wedding and it's mm. kind of part of the show. But I looked into it and the amount of money that you can spend to get married at Disney is incredible. <laughs> so I thought it would be an interesting show to talk about it because... I mean, to be honest, I, I kind of was aware you could get married at Disney, but I was not aware to the extent that they have it completely planned out. I mean, it is a like full-blown wedding service, and there may be some people out there that, you know, it's their dream to get married at Disney, and they do vow renewals. So I think this is a goal we could have as a, you yes. know, maybe 60-year um, wedding anniversary, because I think we're going to have to start saving up now, especially <laughs> when we get into... Let's say, why 60? Well, especially when we, you know, get into how much some of the stuff costs, I think we're going to need to start saving now for it. Um, but, but so, you know, this may be something, you know, people are interested in. So I thought it would be interesting to, you know, kind of talk about some of the locations, some of the things you can do, because it like literally... It's almost like whatever you can imagine you would want at Disney, you can do as a wedding if you pay enough for it. <laughs> and then it will also blow your mind. So when you see somebody get married at Disney, it'll be like, man, they must be loaded <laughs> in order in order to pay for this. So I, I thought it would it would be kind of interesting to talk about this. Yeah. And I, who doesn't love love? <laughs> I was trying to think of, of somebody. Hades. I think even Hades loves love. Because if, if Disney has taught us anything, it's the power of true love's kiss. <laughs> but I don't think True Love's Kiss can pay for a Disney wedding. But hey, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get past that. So, so yeah. So Disney has there, there's a whole website for they're called Fa- Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, and so you can get married at the the Florida or California theme parks. You can get married at a Lonnie. You can get married on a cruise. You can even get married in Adventures by Disney Adventure. Oh my god! So like it kind of it, it covers everything now. I think really, you know, the the cool places to go are at one of the theme parks. So, you know, I kind of looked up and, and this will pretty much focus on the Florida and California theme parks because, you know, if you're getting married at Alani, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beach wedding. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it kind of is what it is. If you're on a cruise, you know, again, you're on a cruise. It is what it is. But in the theme parks, you have a lot of variety because there's a lot of different locations, you know, and things you can do. Right. You know, you, you could do it at like one of the hotels. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to mention that you can do it at like a bunch of the hotels and restaurants as well. Which oh, is yeah. Cra- I mean, there there's I was just scrolling through their website real quick. And, and yeah, I, I couldn't believe how many of the places that there are. And also the shots of all of these restaurants look amazing. Like I might look through this just to that for the next time that we go to Disney just to figure out where we want to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it, there's some beautiful locations. So, you know, for instance, at Disneyland. You can get married in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle, obviously. You can get married, um, at, they call it the mall in front of Small World. So basically the area right in front of, uh, it's a Small World ride, which is a very beautiful facade. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's kind of a great place. Over in Florida, essentially like every pavilion in Epcot. You have to walk down the aisle to in Small World. <laughs> no, no I, I think you have to pay extra for them to turn off the music. So. <laughs> 
But but over in Florida, um, kind of like you said, a lot of the restaurants, but like essentially any of the pavilions at Epcot, so like the China Pavilion, the Canadian Pavilion. When we the last time we were there, I think somebody got married. I don't remember if it was the China Pavilion. We saw a wedding at. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. You're right. It was, um, they weren't getting married, but, but you're right. We it was saw right before the fireworks show. Yes. They came out. And so they had a special viewing area for the fireworks show, which again, that is an add on. We'll get to that later, but you can add <laughs> on a dessert party and fireworks show. So that's obviously what they did. Um, but you can get married at the American adventure, uh, rotunda, but you can get married in the tower of terror. So if you're big into like <laughs> Halloween, you could do a tower of terror, Halloween themed wedding. You can get married in front of the Tree of Life, um, which I think would be pretty beautiful at night. Yes. Um, Pandora, which I know that was on uh, the Disney Plus show. It was like the first wedding that ever happened in Pandora. Um, You can get married there. You can do the Magic Kingdom at night, so after hours. Um, So there's a lot of great locations. There's many more locations in Disney World than anywhere else because they have all of the resorts, they have all of the restaurants, they have mm-hmm. so many places in the theme park. So if you're really looking for a good variety, Disney World's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, and kind of, uh, again, you know, there's trade-offs on everything. So one thing is the cost, obviously. But if you're doing these theme park weddings, you have to do them at weird times. Yeah. You know, like I feel like a lot of people get married in the afternoon, mm-hmm. but you can't do that because the theme park's open. Right. So a lot they- of... I think it's like a couple hours. I think it's two to three hours after theme park closes is when the weddings are held. Exactly. So if, yeah, if you're doing magic kingdom at night, you're probably getting married at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. That's so weird. Or you can do some of these like early in the morning. So a lot of times they have them at like nine 30 in the morning. They do have some, you know, during the day, like at like noon or like two 30, you know, mentions on their website. But I think those are at some of like, you know, the wedding pavilions that are outside the theme parks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if you want a theme park, like let's say you want to get married in the China Pavilion, you might be doing it at 930 in the morning before World Showcase opens. Yeah. Or again, if you wanted to get married at, you know, the Magic Kingdom at night, you're doing it pretty late at night. So it's it's a late night for you in order to do that. But looking at this, so some of the the cost of some of this stuff. So just looking at what the location fee is. <laughs> So this isn't even including guests or food or anything else, but just a location fee. So so it's like, you know, like a couple hundred bucks, right? Because that doesn't even count anything. Sure. <laughs> a little bit more than a few hundred, but but the um, like the a lot of the places in Epcot, so like the China Pavilion, American Adventure, uh, $4,500 for the location holy fee. Holy. The Tree of Life is $4,500, which I actually think is a pretty good deal that's not yeah, yeah. compared comparatively to the other things yeah true same with the tower one. of terror now the magic kingdom at night so if you want to go to the magic kingdom at night so are you getting married in front of cinderella castle or is yeah that- i mean the the pictures i've seen it looks like they're kind of at the end of main street okay. but the castle's lit up i yeah. mean everything's lit up at night but it's 30 grand for the location fee <laughs> i'm sorry i thought you said 30 grand i did say 30 <laughs> And this is for That's absurd. And they said it's for anywhere between ten, which if you only had ten people, oh my gosh, and you spent that much money, it's ridiculous. Ten to up to three hundred people, and that's kind of the you other best believe thing. I'm inviting all three hundred people. Well, they got to pay for them. It's it costs more the more people. <laughs> if you, you have thirty thousand dollars to foot just to to rent out the Magic Kingdom at night, you know what? Invite your three hundred people because you got to get your your money back a little bit in wedding presents and in the fact that all these people are going to be Instagramming the crap out of your wedding. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the one thing like I, I was telling you as I was looking this up and we were kind of talking about it beforehand that, you know, some of these locations, yeah, it's five grand or something just for the location. But a lot of them, like it's only 20 people. Like there's a very small number. I mean, if you do, you know, Magic Kingdom, you can have up to 300. You can have a decent sized wedding there, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're, you know, doing it at like the wedding pavilion or something, I think that's a, a small number of people that can be there. So I'm not sure the exact number, but let's say, yeah, it's a 20 person maximum, but you're paying two or three thousand dollars just for the location. That gets pricey wow. when you're only having a, a small group. So to yeah. your point, if you're spending 40 grand on your wedding here, you want to invite as many people as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you're doing that, I mean, you're doing it for the spectacle of the thing. So you might as well have the biggest spectacle that you can have. Exactly. And so the location fee is just the start. <laughs> they all have also an event, a minimum fee. So like a minimum you have to spend. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm going into this because I do think it's interesting because again, if it is something you are interested in, um, I think it's good to know how much it costs. Because and also, again, if this is something that you're interested in, we have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let us know because I I would love to go to one of these. But so there's event minimums on top of this. So like a lot of the locations we mentioned that were, you know, $4,500 location fee, um, their event minimums range between, so in Epcot, seven to $17,000. The Tree of Life is 15 to $25,000 minimums. I guess it's- Chump change. I guess it's depending on probably, you know, the the season you go, the time of day you go. Uh, Magic Kingdom has an event minimum of twenty to fifty thousand dollars. I believe the location fee is included in that, so I, I think you're okay. But what what kind of counts towards your event minimum is all the food and the add-on. So the food, you know, they have um, you know a wide variety of food options. You can do you know plated sit-down uh, meals. You can do buffets. You can have a Dole Whip dessert add-on, yes. which you best believe I'm getting. Yes. And so the prices they list on their website range between 140 to $190 a person. So <laughs> while it may seem like, wow, I have to hit a $50,000 minimum, if you're spending 30 on the location and you have, you know, 50 to 100 people at 190 bucks a pop for food, I mean, you're hitting that minimum, no problem. Like it's, wow. it's going quick. And, you know, that doesn't even add on flowers, decor. <laughs> entertainment you know if you want a photographer if you want a dj you know if you want um you can get uh cinderella's coach you can get a horse-drawn carriage and you best believe if you if you are getting married in uh like on main street you better have that cinderella's carriage taking you down main street because nobody wants to walk on those cobblestones and heels right and i actually read um there's a washington post article um, that I found, I think it was from a few years ago, um, who they interviewed somebody that did one of these Disney weddings. And they said, you know, what's it really like? And they're like, oh, you know, it's not all magical. But they said Cinderella's coach is like a greenhouse because it's all glass oh and you're enclosed gosh. in it. So it's really hot. So you don't want to do that one during Ooh. the day. So it's something to keep in mind that, yeah, you spend all this money and it looks really glamorous, but it may not be <laughs> the most enjoyable experience. And so by the time you get down to the very, very end of the aisle, you're all sweaty and all the pictures you're super shiny for. Yeah, exactly. But you shiny. Can, but you can, <laughs> you can also have characters show up. So um, you can have up to two characters and you get them in 30 minute increments. Excuse me. Could I have Rafiki as my officiant? 
No, so that is one thing. So characters cannot be officiants. Ah. So there are there are certain rules that they follow, and they kind of mentioned that you know in the Washington Post article I read, and I think you see it on the Disney Plus show. Is you know Disney still tries to make it? They're serious about it. So you know it it is an adult. I mean, it's a wedding, so it's yeah. more adult themed. It's not like oh, I'm just playing dress up and going to Disney. So it's not childish. So they want they want it to be somewhat serious, okay. but it has that Disney magic. So yeah, you can't have. Are you l- saying that my idea of having Rafiki officiate our next wedding is childish? A little bit. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Disney <laughs> saying that. I'm saying Disney saying that. <laughs> Rude Disney. Rude. So yeah, so you can't have characters officiate the wedding. You know, I imagine they can't be your you know your ring bearer, but you can have them. <gasps> You know, come out to the party and I want and stuff Doug like that. as my ring bearer. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I read somewhere, I think it was in the, Wa- I don't remember if it was in that Washington Post article or if it was in some other article I read and if this is even real, but I read somewhere that you can hire someone that's an actor that basically crashes your party and is like a hype guy <gasps> that comes to like at your reception. <laughs> That's a reference to Dave, yeah. uh, the FX show. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, essentially you, you can pay somebody you know to come and get the party started for like an hour. Again, I'm not sure if that's 100% true. I also read you can have like a butler, an English butler, yes. bring your um, you know rings yes. uh, down. So that's again, legit. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the, le- the level of detail you can get to. We could have used the hype guy at our wedding. We, we, we used, were the hype we guys used at the our wedding. Exactly. But so so some of the cost of this, so you get a fireworks and dessert party, it's twenty five hundred dollars. Characters are anywhere between five to seven thousand. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you meant hundred, right? Five to seven thousand. For for a, thirty eight, minutes. For a thirty minute character. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> we talked about the English butler, so he actually brings it on Cinderella's glass slipper. That's eight hundred dollars. Um, to get Cinderella's coach. That sounds like a deal, basically. Yeah, that does sound like a deal. Compared to everything else. Cinderella's coach, three grand to get the coach. Oh my gosh. White doves. This is the deal. To release doves, 250 bucks. Oh. Sign so me up for the doves. You know what? I think I'm taking those doves home. <laughs> I'm going to release them. Yeah. So it like, it, it can, it can really, it can really add up. So like, let's say a, a sample wedding. So like you said, you want to come down Main Street. You want to be Cinderella. Like this is your dream to live cinderella's wedding right mm-hmm. so you're gonna do the magic kingdom at night you're gonna get cinderella's coach you're gonna have the butler bring it on the glass slipper of course you're gonna get <laughs> mickey and minnie there you know you're gonna have a fireworks show and let's say you have 50 people okay uh-huh. so roughly and that's not including any decor any flowers anything like that that's gonna cost you about fifty eight, fifty nine thousand dollars, <laughs> which i will say seems like a lot Okay. You get like a Range Rover almost. Yes. <laughs> it does, it seems like a lot and it is a lot. I'm not saying it's not a lot, but I looked up because weddings are expensive. So I looked up yeah. on what other website to look up on, but weddingstats.org if you're okay. looking for any sort of wedding stats and the you know, average cuz the knot wouldn't have been a good one to go to. <laughs> I guess so. I googled it and this is the one that came up and it seemed official cuz it was .org. I was going to say the knot's more about helping you plan your wedding yeah. not necessarily the statistics of the wedding cuz hey. they don't want you to think of that. <laughs> you know you know .org is is what's up. So the average wedding cost in 2020 is 30 grand. What? So if if you figure 30 grand is the average wedding cost and you know and this is a what I kind of listed for for Disney is is expensive. You can get ones cheaper. You know, fifty eight thousand. So would you pay double to have a wedding at Disney? 
maybe that doesn't seem so outlandish when you hear oh, 30 grand is the normal you know, the wedding price. Yeah, I mean, those of you who who are maybe engaged and thinking about getting married and you're looking at something like that, just 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 elope and take a crazy vacation for $30,000. You could do so much with $30,000 on a vacation. You can go on adventures by Disney, which are super expensive, but also seem super baller. You can go to places that are super hard to get. Like, you they're hard to go to. Them too. Yeah, you can get, well, yeah, but then we're starting to deal with Disney prices on that too. But yeah, you can go to places that are kind of, uh, might be scary to go to if you go on your own, but if with their Disney tour, it'll be great. So as I was going through this and I was thinking like, wow, this is really expensive. But yeah, when you, when you see the average wedding is 30 grand, you could get a Disney wedding for probably 30 or 40 grand, which, you know, I would probably be willing to pay an extra five to 10 grand over the average wedding price to have a Disney wedding, like at the, you know, tree of life. So it got me thinking about, okay, if I could have a wedding at Disney (laughs) and I want to throw this out to you too, you know, what, what would the place you pick like what would be like your prime location because i don't think i would do it at the magic kingdom at night i think 30 grand is expensive i mean even though i just said you know hey 60 it's double the average price maybe that's not too bad i think i need to you know get down closer to that 30 grand okay i, I think that's a little too pricey for me well right now you're talking to the person who when we order takeout now i order two meals and two milkshakes because you know i can't choose that's just stocking up yeah yeah and we stock up for later so uh I was thinking about this before and I would choose the magic kingdom at night with, <laughs> with the, the carriage. So you'd go 60 grand. You, I mean, you're, you're 60 deep and you haven't even bought flowers yet. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would maybe once I see the price tag on that, I'm, though, not, surprised. I, I, this I'm was, not surprised. This was this. before I really realized that the, the huge price discrepancy between that and the, the tree of life. So I'd probably go the tree of life because I think that that would be really beautiful. You immediately saved 20 grand just by going to the tree of life. Look <laughs> at that. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, because 20 grand is the price of, again, a couple really nice vacations. So I would prefer to do that. And that's the other thing. So, you know, you're going to Disney, you're spending all this money. This does yes. not include hotels. <laughs> this does not include theme park tickets. Oh this does gosh. not include airfare. If all your guests are down there now, you can get room blocks and save a little bit of money, but yeah, but you're not, you know, all your guests have to buy tickets to go to the parks. They, if you want to get, you can, um, you can get the buses to transport them to the, you know, so let's say you're staying all at a hotel, and you know, and you're you're doing something at one of the theme parks. I think it's essentially you can get like the magical express or the buses um, to do that. But again, that's you know additional that co- that's an additional cost for the transportation, assuming people aren't driving. But yeah, so so you're spending you know fifty grand, and then you're spending you know another three or four grand for your tickets and your hotel and stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy plus all of your guests. So I think yeah, you save twenty grand. That's that's pretty good there. I would do it now. I, I do have one final yes. thing to say about the, the the tree of life. Instead of a English butler bringing me my rings, could I have like a toucan bring me my rings? Because I think that would be super awesome. I'm not sure about that, but I think that might be possible. I think they that's more feasible than Rafiki. <laughs> probably. Can I have Rafiki? Can I hi- could we hire Rafiki as our hype man? Can we just you know throw that <laughs> yes, in? Yes, Rafiki too? could be the hype man. Exactly. Okay. I think... Of all the places listed, I would I would do Pandora because I think that is probably the most beautiful spot in all of Disney World. I mean, yes, you know, the castle's great, 
But I, I don't, again, I don't know if I want to spend 30 grand to be at Main Street. The Tree of Life is nice, but I think there's something about Pandora. They've done, they did such a great job with that land that I think that is the most beautiful and picturesque place in Disney that I think it, that would be a great place to get married. It does. It, it is really beautiful, but I, I still feel like because it's Avatar, I'm not as into it. So I would, I would decline on that <laughs> since, unless you're marrying somebody else, in which case, go ahead and have at it with Pandora. <laughs> But I mean, I think I I agree with you. I think a tree life is a great option. That I think would have been my first choice before they had Pandora. Yeah. I, I just really like Pandora. Being, is really I just really pretty. like being in Pandora. Now, my real number one choice, but I don't think this is an option yet, is Galaxy's not Edge. Yet, yeah, not yet. I have to imagine this is going to be soon. But imagine getting married at Galaxy's Edge in front of the Millennium Falcon. I think. Yes. I think they opened that up. They could easily charge twenty grand for that, and people would pay for that. Yes. So this is my perfect wedding. So we have it in front of the Millennium Falcon at Galaxy's Edge and Batuu. We're all drinking blue and green milk. Huh. Chewie and Kylo Ren attend. Those are my characters that I want there. But Chewie and Kylo Ren? You can't have Chewie and, and Han or Chewie, Chewie and... Well, I, don't, I, was, I was thinking of who they had at the parks okay. because I think it has to be a character from the parks. So Chewie walks around. Kylo Ren walks around. If I can add... No, they said only two characters. So those are my two. If I can add a couple more, I'm throwing in some stormtroopers. Oh, for sure. All right. I think they would probably do the robot really well whenever we're dancing. Yes, they would be great. <laughs> now, imagine this. We walk down the aisle. Everybody has their own custom-built lightsaber from Savi's. They they ignite them and make a tunnel for us to walk through. Yes. You get John Williams' score playing in the background. We all have a, uh, you know, dun, one. Dun, dun. I'm being the score. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So why are we playing Darth Vader's music? Oh, uh, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the the roaring Star Wars theme is playing in the background. The roaring Star Wars? roaring, like yeah, just like the grand Star Wars oh. theme is playing. <laughs> yes, that's it. Thank you. So that's that's playing in the background. We all go to Oga's to listen to music from DJ Rex and just have a party afterwards. I mean, I think this is the perfect wedding. <laughs> just yes. think about it. I think, I think that would be a, you know, a great, a, a great wedding. So I, I think Disney needs to open that up I, as they, a wedding venue. Guaranteed. They do as soon as they possibly can. They will. Cause that is, because an you could, idea. could you imagine that? I mean, again, everything this is, is lightsabers. Be another... You could, you could have, you know, all the groomsmen dressed up as like, you have the groom dressed up as like a Han Solo type. I mean, everybody dressed up as Jedi's. You know, the bride kind of dressed up as as like a. You could do a, a wedding dress kind of themed like Leia. She could do her hair in buns. Uh, you know what? I may have a career at planning Disney themed weddings because this. The more I talk about this, the more I see it in my mind's eye. And I'm like, this would be a great wedding if you if you had two huge Star Wars fans. I think they would pay a pretty penny for this. And if there are any Star Wars fans out there, feel free to use all these ideas. Just send me pictures and let me know how it turns out because I think this would be great. I think also you would be dressed as Padme. Why would I be Padme? <laughs> I don't know. I think no. that would be so funny to see you dressed as Padme. I'm, I'm Han or I'm a... You're really going to be Han? Or I'm a Jedi maybe. I'm some sort of Jedi. I could be, could be Anakin and Padme. You could be Padme. I could be Anakin. Could do something like that. But I think it would be great. You have Chewie there. I think Kylo Ren would be fun because he'd be very grumpy and it's like a very happy occasion and he'd be like, oh, angry because that's how he is. Yeah, he's but hilarious. I think be a lot of fun. His character is so funny. So he would be really good to have at your wedding because he would he would 
you're right. The contrast there would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, what do you think they would charge as a location fee? Assuming they open this up. I mean, Pandora 7,500. Easily a hundred ta- million. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little excessive, but, but Pandora 7,500 magic kingdom at night is 30 grand. So I think it's somewhere in between there. 20. Yeah, I would have to imagine it's at least 15 or 20. Yeah, 20 grand. And the only reason, the, I, and I don't think it's because, you know, there's more space or anything. I think it's just because they could charge that and people would pay it because it's Star Wars. You have, yeah, you have major Star Wars fans. That specific that would clientele would pay absolutely it. Absolutely love this. It would be an absolute fantasy for them. And so I almost think that 15, 20 might be a little too low. Like they could probably bump it up and get it closer to the Magic Kingdom at night particularly if they light up the Falcon or they could even do like, oh, if you did it at night, this would be even better. And then like, they could even do like a processional of stormtroopers. Like that would be something that you could add to the experience. Uh, you could have a droid. Experience. If you had R2 as your ring bear. Yeah. Like there's so many things that you could do there. that would be just so memorable. They could charge so much. Money. This is the best wedding. I now want to find someone I want Disney to to open this up and have weddings at Galaxy's Edge first. We need that to happen. And then I want to befriend someone that is going to have their wedding there. So I don't want to get invited because I want to be at this wedding. Yeah, I was going to say, if any listener out there is I'll pay getting my married, way. Any, I will at, pay my way. At Disney World, yeah, we will get you a ball and gift, invite us to the wedding. We want to go to a wedding by Disney. It doesn't have to be in Galaxy's Edge. No, I want to be at the Galaxy's Edge. It's Galaxy's Edge or bus for me now. <laughs> I am very committed to this idea. Nope, any This of them. is... The, Disneyland I'm, too. I am planning this now as our vow renewal. I'm starting to plan this wedding and it's, I just have to wait. Now, like whenever like they make movies, you know, like talked about like avatar and it's like, you know, James Cameron had this idea for 20 years, but he waited for technology to catch up to it. Yeah. This is me. I've had, I got this wedding idea. It's the perfect wedding idea. I now just need to wait for Disney to catch up to uh-huh. my vision. So I'm definitely going to cross the house in Hawaii off, off of my list because we're going to spend all of our money on a Disney. Yes, wedding. Apparently. I'm now saving all of our money to do this Disney, to do this Disney wedding, which currently doesn't exist, but I will make it happen. <laughs> You know what? You do will things into existence very frequently, so I, I don't even doubt you. I mean, we talked about uh, you know last week Taika Waititi directing Star Wars, and I called that. So <laughs> it might be a couple weeks, and we'll be talking about Galaxy's Edge weddings, and we're the first couple getting married there or vow renewal there. We'll yeah. uh, we'll do that. But I mean, if Disney even wants us to sit so that we get a better story, we'll get legally divorced so we can get oh remarried. Gosh. That's how committed we are. <laughs> we are that committed, Disney. You listening? And if you will be the first ones and also we'll you can film it and then we can just get a huge discount. That would be cool. <laughs> okay. All right. So that wraps up the show this week. Again, if anybody has done a wedding at Disney, let us know or if anybody's thinking about Doing a wedding, wedding at Disney? Yeah, let us know. Like, let us know, you know, what you thought of the process. Because, um, again, I mean, we kind of talked about pricing, what you can do, but don't really have any inside knowledge on, you know, d- does Disney really help plan a lot of this stuff? Is it still really stressful? Like, kind of how, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff went, you know, how yeah. your day went. Um, so definitely let us know. We, you know, we'd love to hear from Where you. Where you even got ready. Like, I guess in your hotel room, but I'm sure that they gave you some. They will give you somewhere on premises yeah so so definitely let us know you can reach out to us on facebook or instagram we're at enchanted ears podcast on both or on our website enchanted ears podcast.com you can uh, submit there's a contact form there you can you can kind of let us know but i want to thank everybody uh, again for listening make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh, leave us a rating or a review you know it really helps tell your friends we really appreciate 
you know, all of our listeners. We could, we would not, you know, be able to continue to do this week after week um, without all of you guys. I was going to say we wouldn't exist without you guys, but I guess technically we would, we wouldn't exist without our mothers. So you're getting very, you're getting very existential. Yeah, I am. Do we, if nobody's around to hear the podcast, does it even make a sound? You know what? That's a great question. I don't know. So (laughs) thanks everybody again for listening. Thanks for lending us your ears. We'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.